Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. Is this Submissive Lily? Oh, um, yes. How did you know my name? Um, because I got a call from my booking service saying you were in need of training and that your name was Lily and um, you would be calling me today. Yes, so I'm not refer- so sure about the submissive part. Um you need to refer to me as sir or master. Oh, yes, sir. Um, sorry, sir. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to um, learn a little bit about submissive positions. So the okay. first thing I'd like to do, I'd like you to take off all your clothes. Uh, and okay. Um, so do that now, please. All right. I wasn't wearing much in the first place. Okay. I'm ready. Now I want Sir. you to describe describe your breasts to me. Oh, my breasts. They're huge. They're big and full. And they no. feel so natural. And I have the perkiest little hard nipples. Okay. No, you may not touch yourself without permission. Do you want oh, to I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Okay. Now I'd like you to go on your knees. Okay. I'm, I'm there. And I'd like you to put your hands above your head and interlock your fingers behind your head oh okay all right now what's next sir now the first thing i want you to do is i want you to close your eyes they're closed now you can drop your hands Uh uh-huh and spread your knees apart okay and now you may touch yourself Oh, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. With the other hand, I'd like you to go to, around behind your butt. Okay. And before you do that, I'd like you to put your finger in your mouth and get it lubed up. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now reach around behind yourself. Okay. And put your um, put your middle finger up your butt. Oh, oh my. Um, okay, sir. And I'd like you to go to the, um, as far in as you can go without hurting yourself. Oh, and, okay. And if you experience any discomfort at any time, our safe word today is going to be swordfish. Swordfish, swordfish. Okay. So don't say it unless you want everything to stop. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Now I'd like you to take your other hand. Okay. And again, lubricate your fingers. Okay. And I'd like you to first massage your labia. Oh, I like that. <laughs> mm. 
And now put your fingers in. Ah, uh, okay. Two fingers, two fingers at first. Mm. And now I'd like you to be able to feel between your fingers that are up your butt and the fingers that are up your cunt. I'd like uh -huh. you to rub together. Oh, okay. Um, that's a little bit difficult, sir. Mm -hmm. Do your best. I'm trying. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Right. Oh, now, sir. Now twist your hand a little bit. Okay. So your thumb is available. And I'd like oh, you to rub your thumb on your clit. Oh, yes. That's really just... Slowly in circles. Getting it all, sir. Mm -hmm. Oh, master. Yeah. <laughs> swordfish, <now>. swordfish. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show. And that was quite the the phone sex session. <laughs> hey, you're, you're the one that wanted to have a, a, a you know, a dominant male on your program okay, now now i didn't ask i didn't like go hunt one down but you did show <laughs> up didn't you <laughs> oh here i am so, all right let me introduce yeah. you i have a very special guest today his name is colin roundtree and you are with cinema wasteland correct um actually it's just wasteland.com okay um, we've been i started it quite Quite by accident in 1994, um, there's a way to try to get people to order mail-order bondage gear catalogs. And within a year, it um, realized that nobody really was looking to buy anything over the internet at that point. It was too primitive. So they just wanted to see, you know, pictures of pretty women with their boobs out in leather, leather bustiers. So I just got a lot of pictures and put them up and... Um, within the first couple of months, the bandwidth was, became very expensive. So I started charging for people to look at the pretty pictures and that's how Wasteland was born. And so what is Wasteland exactly? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a traditional pay site. Um, so, you know, inside it's got, it's got a lot of original movies cause we have our own studio. Um, it's got probably close to a million photos at this point because we've been around for 26 years, 27 wow. years at this point. It's got very a, impressive. Got a very large library of erotic and BDSM and kinky fiction. Um, a huge library of how-to and instructional guides covering everything from how to build a dungeon, um, which a lot of these are actually, um, they've got video instruction tutorials to go with the articles. And um, you know, ranging to, you know, if you're throwing a BDSM play party, what happens if the cops knock on the door? Um, oh, nice. That's important so, information. Know, yeah, it's, so it's, it's good stuff. Um, we, we also have strategic partnerships with other studios like kink.com. Um, so we trade scenes with them, usually two or three um, exclusive trades per month. So we've got three or four brand new exclusive kink.com or adulttime.com type studios in our member area. And then we give them hours to go in their member area and people can click back and forth and, you know, join each other's site if they want for a discount. Awesome. So that's the basic model. Yeah. So is it only industry related or do you do just entertainment in no, general? This, 
There is no business in this whatsoever. This is completely for consumers. Oh, so but meaning, is it is it all industry stars and stuff that you're? Oh no, no, not at all. We're um, we're actually in New Hampshire of all places, so uh, we really don't have easy access to porn stars. So over the years, we've just developed a very good pool from Boston, New York, and Montreal areas that are people that are lifestyle. Uh, kinky bondage uh the leather community you can call it um that you know a lot of them are very exhibitionists and they um do stage performances at bdsm clubs around the east coast True. And those, those are our performers we like it that way because they know what they're doing yeah they know how to play safe it's sane it's consensual they've already got the chemistry whereas if you um end up like a lot of um, a lot of the studios that try to do bondage that don't really quite do it right. Um, you end up, they end up hiring porn stars that really don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and so I, I end up calling it the flog and fuck school of BDSM. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I hear this a lot um, from people who work in the BDSM, you know, genre. They say, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't do it. Just yeah, don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't mean, try I mean, to perform it. Don't try to fake it. No, there's ways to learn how to do it, though. There's, um, it's pretty easy to find. Um, I think probably the best place to find local groups that have got classes and things would be FetLife.com. Okay. Uh, they've been around forever. F-E-T-L-I-F-E.com. They're based out of Vancouver, I think, last I checked. Um, and there's tens of thousands of people that are into BDSM there. And they've got, the people have their own little blogs, they've got their own tutorial sessions, and they also host, um, like, community calendars. Um, so in the BDSM community, they're called munches. I don't know why they're called munches, <laughs> um, instead of brunches, but it's where BDSM people get together. Usually, usually like a pool hall or a bowling alley, just kind of fun places where they can get light food, beer, and, you know, talk about BDSM, get to know each other. Um, you know, and organize classes, events, and play parties. So yeah. you, can, you yeah. can end up finding someone to mentor you. Um, okay. And for for women um, that are just getting started, it's very, very common for them to start as a submissive and work through the paces of that until they know exactly what the protocols are, the, um, you know, all of the nuances of working in a scene with a dominant and then begin apprenticing with a uh, with a dominant, and okay. eventually work their way up from being a submissive uh, to, to from the, literally going from the bottom to the top. Well, also they would know what they would be doing to a submissive as a dominant. Exactly, they know how it feels. Exactly, um, men, men on the other hand, you need to be careful, ladies, because. A lot of men want to just go straight to the top. They don't want to wear a diaper. They don't want to be spanked. They don't want to be paddled. They just want to go right into domination. So you have to be really, really careful. Um, if you meet guys that are male dominants um, that have not been trained by another male dominant or a female dominant. Okay. Uh, they know exactly how to, you know, be practice a lot of safety and consent. Because um, a lot of these guys have got a big ego on them. And you don't want to be put in a position where you're suddenly tied up and you're yelling short swordfish and you won't stop. True. True. Now, what is the, 
for someone like me who, of course, I've seen BDSM, um, I barely, barely participated. I mean, just touched upon it, but mainly watched it or viewed it. What is the appeal? Um, it's it's basically um, the other another way of putting BDSM is erotic power exchange, and what it is is it's basically a power balance between a dominant and submissive, where the submissive is giving up giving up their power in a trusting way to a dominant trusting them to respect whatever their limits are. The dominant is also giving up control of them being able to run roughshod and do whatever they want to the submissive. And the submissive actually is the one in ultimate control of the scene. Interesting. Uh, um, and you can call it topping, topping from the bottom. Is a one way to put it in the, in the lingo of the BDSM world. Um, so what, what happens with that is, you know, once the session begins, most of the real um, brain chemistry things happen with the submissive. Uh, pheromones are released. Uh, oftentimes there's um, controlled um, orgasm and orgasm denial, which kind of fits into the tantra. You know, come right close to the edge of having an orgasm and then the master says, stop. Yes. And then do it again and do it again until you finally come. And after that, combined with other, um, other you know, skin touch stimuli like spanking, flogging, um, caning, uh, things like that, the combination of the orgasm and that um, kind of stimulation to the buttocks, the legs, the thighs, the breast. Um, will result in a pheromone release, which will cause what's called in the lingo of the trade subspace, where it basically okay. almost a euphoric sensation. Um, some submissives describe it as um, almost like leaving your body for a period of time. And wow. that's, usually, that's usually when the scene is ended. Um, and a good, you know, a good dominant will realize when someone's reached subspace and then do aftercare you know, you know, feed them a little water, you know, rub their hair, hug, hugs. Tell them they did it. They were a good girl. Yeah. Good girl. <laughs> In the case of um, guys that like to be dominated, good boy. You know, that, that's a, that's an intro, just the way you said it has never been told to me like that. And, and it, you made it sound absolutely like amazing. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. something I would want to dive into, but viewing it, well, you know, I, oh, go ahead. Very, it has very little to do with what you see if you were to go to one of the tubes and just type in BDSM and start randomly clicking on stuff. Because there you're going to see, you know, extreme sex, rough sex, um, things that are just not safe. They're not BDSM. It's just basically extreme porn. It's performing. And, yeah, it's acting. Yeah, it's the flogging. It's not even acting in some cases. It's basically <laughs> hire a girl as cheaply as you can and beat the fuck out of her on film. See, that's why that's how I view it. And is that wise? Because what I'm actually watching? You probably you might be in some cases. I mean, there's because of MasterCard restrictions on who can actually, you know, bill through MasterCard and Visa. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the really bad micro studios have been weeded out. 
and are out of business, you know, over the last five years or so. Oh, but that's a good thing. But there's still a few out there that are just absolutely repugnant, um, like ghettogaggers.com. I mean, this is, this is a place that actually goes out and hires welfare mothers out of, you know, public housing. And oh. I'll give you $1,000 for a day, and you will do anything I tell you to do. And they would because of... And, and, and it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. And, and sites like that, I mean, they manage to stay in business by, you know, changing merchant accounts, getting offshore accounts, changing their name frequently. That's a shame. Um, it's absolutely repugnant. Um, and, and it's, yeah, and it gives, you know, people who are serious about BDSM a, a bad rap. Yeah, it really does. Because really they so. basically, they just tag the word, you know, the name BDSM to it. And the, yep. Oh, yeah, that would be difficult if in my genre that something else was, yeah, you know, yeah. on the side, because it does give you, uh, uh, yes, that's the kind of stuff I've seen. <laughs> so it always blows my mind when I, you know, I'm like, I can't comprehend, like, someone being turned on by hitting someone. But the right. way you describe right. it is not that at all. That's not where, what okay. this is no. about. Look, it's an impact play does play a role, um, you know. But the violence the- is not the turn on per se. There's no part in this whatsoever. Exactly. Even though you know you might have a busted butt, some I I was told that that's like earning your stripes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So see, I'm learning, and and that's all, that's, all, that's part of the spanking community. There's that which is a whole different thing. Um, oh, okay. Spankos have very little to do with BDSM. Um, Interesting. Virtually in the spank community, there's never any sex, and there's rarely yes. even any nudity. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Was it's, I? It's all, it's all about um, playing out these little scenarios of, oh, honey, I burnt the brownies. Oh, <laughs> uh, pull down your pants and get over my knee. Spank, 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 spank. Oh, okay. Dear contrition, there, there, dear. It'll be okay. You won't burn them again. <laughs> yes, sir. The and end. Then, <laughs> what would be the difference of with yours? Uh, well, we, usually we don't have a setup like, oh, oh, I burned the brownies. I mean, that's just too, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you just make it for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> no, usually. I mean, if you need to have a, have a subtext in any kind of a plot, um, you know, as far as making a movie, it's usually because the submissive either shows up late, unprepared, didn't do the homework she was supposed to do, oh. um, or just gets becomes bratty and starts mouthing off and talking back. Which that's me. By by doing that, she's asking for the punishment. Oh, you so, think that's why I do it? Because I want to be. Oh, I want someone to punish me. Um, you might. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> a little different. That's a different way of looking at it. <laughs> but in BTSM, um, usually, um, you know, being bratty, calling the master a bastard, you know, anything that's outside of the rules of the domain of his or her dungeon, uh-huh. intentionally, you know, breaking those rules usually is a intentional provocation for punishment. Now, now why... Okay, so when someone is intentionally wanting to be punished, that's to 
go to that euphoric place that you had described yeah, earlier? Yeah, exactly. It's part of the curve. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm understanding curve. this. This is interesting. <laughs> the intentional and mutually understood rule violation, unspoken, but it's mutually understood, um, leads to the punishment, which then leads to the subspace. Interesting. And so, so is this done like as performances in front of an audience or is it done um, one-on-one or do you go to like a party where it's going on all over the place? All of the above. Depends oh, nice. Yeah. And then also in films, I've, I've um, produced and directed, I think last count, probably 650 original Wasteland BDSM films. Wow. Uh, using our cast of, I think over the years, we've probably rotated through, it's, it's almost like Saturday Night Live. I mean, we, we run them in like groups of seven or eight, depending what year it is, until somebody graduates from college or grad school and they move on to their life and then we bring in somebody new. So, you know, think about like Saturday Night Live. Um, yes. You know, we rotate them in. And yeah, so it's probably, I'm going to take a guess at about 50 um 50 performers over the years wow wow and so what's the future i mean what what are you do you have any plans of for growth or is what Um, you're doing working pretty good what 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 i'm doing a lot at this point um Mm -hmm. is i'm entering new directors that are interested in making this sort of content um Mm -hmm. i just picked up a new one over the last several months um and his, he came to me with a, an episodic series based on a graphic novel or like a comic book that he had developed called Professor Drex, or Professor Drexel or Professor Drex. Yes. And it's this, it was this fascinating pitch, episodic, where Professor Drex, um, his mission is to destroy the evil femdom who's at to destroy the sexuality of the whatever and he's got all these minions but in order to power the minions they're powered by orgasm and orgasm juice like fluid bodily fluids mm-hmm. so what he what what he does oh, is drop <laughs> on a table and goes at them with all kinds of really interesting sex toys until they come and then you know laser beams go out and special effects and you know, it, um, he harvests this juice that goes into the minions to go off to fight the evil, the evil dominatrix that's out to destroy the world. How so we fun just, is our, that? <laughs> yeah, we just re- released our first one um, last Friday, in fact, of that episode one, and it'll be episodic. And, and where can they find that episode? Uh, Wasteland.com. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to take a break for our sponsors real quick. And then when we come back, we are going to talk more about what you have coming up in the future, um, some of the talent you've worked with. Does that sound good? All right. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show, and we'll be back with Colin Roundtree from Wasteland. You're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show, and we have been talking to Colin Roundtree from Wasteland.com. Hello again. Hello. And so we were talking about you just released um, your your 
first video of the series, right? And what's the series called again? Uh, Professor Drex. Professor Drex. It can be found on Wasteland.com. And we were talking about the growth um, in how you take on new talent. You sort of rotate through as people graduate out I, of it. That's how we've done it over the past 26, 27 years. Um, at this point, I'm now, you know, I'm now into my 60s. I've really cut back on directing um, as much. And I'm more into being a producer and finding directors that, you know, I fund them. Uh, the money they need for their shooting crew and their editing time. You know, I've got a staff here that does the post-production as needed to, you know, do the editing, color correction, add the music soundtrack, titling. Um, so you basically, I'm always on the lookout for for good, clever people that are able to do things. And they could be either somebody like the Professor Dress guy that was brand new, had no idea what he was doing, but he was a pretty good filmmaker, but he'd never done adult before. So I have to like, a lot of mentoring time and what you can and can't do um, when it comes to adult film is not to get yourself into trouble with either MasterCard or get on the radar of the crazy batshit crazy Layla Mickleweight and Exodus Cry, um, you know, the right wing religious fundamentalist. Yes. You know, once you yes. get on the radar, then you're fucked. Um, yeah. So, you know, how to stay off the radar of them how not to get yourself in trouble with your credit card processing. So that, that takes a lot of time and care. It um, really does. We have okay. obstacles that just yeah. most, you know, in any other industry, they just don't understand. It's a constant battle. Mm-hmm. And then on the, on the other uh, range of things, I've got um, directors that sometimes will go from being employed by a studio um, like kink.com um, mm-hmm. just went through a big, um, kind of a I don't want to call it a purge it was basically kind of like a you know things flipped over they wanted to get some new people in there so that left some directors looking for things to do so you know I'll contract them to do um, to do scenes and episodic series for me and you know I, I do a lot of collaboration you know I work work through the scripts with them the stories the, you know I, I basically let my directors handle their own casting because uh, they know what's going to look best on what their vision is for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm basically, you know, I'm kind of producer dude, you know, I pay for it. I say kind of what I need to make it um, commercially viable. Yes. And then consult as needed on the creative process, but try not to inject myself to the point where I'm getting in the way or making it, making myself a nuisance or if that, that um, they can't so, stand on their own either if you were constantly yeah, like supporting them yeah exactly so that, that, that's kind of what where i'm at at this point in my career is you know having directed 650 movies i think i've directed enough movies um, <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> you think <laughs> I'm, I'm now i'm now kind of that's the, impressive i'm like the executive producer dude i'm like Dick Wolf of Law and Order. Got you know? it. <laughs> and and so, is there um, one particular, either if it was a series or a movie or a talent that you worked with that's really just memorable out of all the years that you've been doing this? Um, actually, there were two. Um, both of them were episodic series, and these go back probably seven or eight years at this point. One was called Into the Mist. 
and I shot this um, in Coconut Grove, Florida, um, in conjunction with a now defunct studio called Pink TV. And, you know, they did all the local logistics, got in the camera crew, uh, did the locations and things like this. And the thing we shot at a little mansion in Coconut Grove, which is owned by a Hungarian exiled prince called Count Seppi. Uh-huh. Now, Count Seppi liked to rent the place out for porn. And Count Seppi has been doing it long enough that that exact location I used for a week of shooting was where the original Deep Throat was shot. Oh. So we shot this thing in a historic porn venue. <laughs> and then along came the hurricane. So we're going to shoot this BDSM vampire kind of fantasy weirdness movie with a cast of like 11 and a crew of 20 with catering and in came the hurricane. So we've literally got a guy back at the pink TV studio who was looking at the weather radar um, on the cell phone with me saying, okay, you've got about seven minutes till the next hurricane band hits. Oh. shoot so we would shoot like crazy if it was an exterior and then wrap run inside and then boom, 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 half an hour of hurricane band wow he'd be back on and say you're going to be clear in about three minutes do it again and we did that all fucking day the next That's day insane <laughs> overnight, overnight the lights went out oh no all throughout coconut grove and greater miami area uh-huh you know, electricity. Well, if you don't have electricity, then you're not going to do a whole lot of filmmaking. So no. So, so the guy from Pink TV, he went out and um, found like the last remaining generator available and oh. rented. So we took the thing and we we had like a you know nine passenger van for hauling people around that he picked it up in, mm-hmm. and he brought it out and we set it outside the house. It was interior shots day, um, you know, because outside was a disaster area for fallen trees and palm fronds so we had to wait for the uh, cleanup crew to come so we're going to shoot indoors so it's time to fire up the cameras and the lights and okay turn on the generator I put on the headphones I say fuck that's all you can hear oh no alright let's move it further away every extension cord we had we got it to the end of this long estate driveway (laughs) headphones fuck Um, I said "All right." We got that van out there. Take oh, out no. the back. Take oh. out the back seat of it. Throw the generator in the van. <laughs> start it up. Have the windows rolled up and slam the fucking door. Because it was a it was a rental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We you run those into the ground, right? <laughs> oh, so somebody fired it up, but I put it on the headphones. No sound. Shoot like fucking crazy until eventually the generator would run out of oxygen in the van and choke out and die. So we'd have to go open it up and air it oh. out, start it back up, slam the doors, shoot like crazy. And that went on all day. Oh, um, I think fun. that van probably, um, we just dropped this, the pink TV people just dropped it off at the U-Haul place. <laughs> and how did that series do? I mean, the, the footage that the, you shot. Oh, the series is great. It's a nine part series. It was, won all kinds of awards back in the day. Um, it's still playing to this day on European satellite and streaming services. Wow. And what kind of awards have you won? Um, 
I am inducted into the ABN Hall of Fame Founders Division. Wow. Um, I think I think all told between ABN XBiz and a couple of other um, like X credits, I think I've gotten upwards of forty um, best director, best films, wow, soundtracks, best editing, best, 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 best. So I think I'm over forty at this point. Trophies. Congratulations! So, that is definitely something to to be yeah, proud of. Is there anything that you have haven't done that you've always wanted to do, or do you feel just like you've accomplished it all? Uh, no, I would like to. My original career was as an opera um, oh. and stage musical director. Wow! Um, you know, I did that for twenty five, thirty years in New York and Boston. You know, I was one of the um, pit directors for the original run Patty. That's how far back I go. Wow. So what I would always wanted to do it, but it's just not possible is to do um, a stage porn version of the Bizet opera Carmen. Because it lends itself perfectly to it uh, to add lesbian sex, boy, girl sex, orgies, you name it. But the problem with that is not that it's in the public domain because it's very easy to rent an orchestra to do the orchestra part. Uh-huh. But you just try to find a dozen porn performers that can sing opera. Um, none. You, it just doesn't happen. We can't act. We can't. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would be a challenge. I know quite a few uh, adult performers that can act quite well. well. I'm just making the joke that we're we're always known for bad acting. (laughs) The singing part is that's the uh, stop right there. You would Um, almost have to go to the 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 opera singers and find out which ones would push the limits and and cross over. Opera opera singers are not going to do that. Oh no! I had a uh, we over the years we've hired some uh, um, screen actor guild actors as extras, you know, non adult roles, you know, Mm -hmm. that they do under a different name. Um, just to make a little bit of money. And one of them told me when he got his first agent, um, when he went to Hollywood for the first time to try to get into the TV and film industry, his agent says, there are two things you never, ever do because they will destroy your career. Porn. You never do do porn and you never do reality TV shows. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he says, those are the career destroyers. And so, you know, a few of them, you know, they change their name, you know, whatever. Uh, we just don't or they just it. leak the video on accident. Uh, no, 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 no. They don't want to leak. Uh-uh. No, no, but I mean, the ones that just accidentally leak it are able to, you know, do a little bit of porn and. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they don't even do porn. They usually yeah. the ones use it basically. Sex like, tapes. Uh, like comedy, you know, comedians, like like supporting actors in comedic roles. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones because comedy is really really hard and anytime you have a a need in a feature film to have a comedian um that doesn't have to get naked or have sex if you can write it that way that they keep all their clothes on and they basically just get these these little jump in and out parts that they're part of their supporting actor in a comedic role mm-hmm. it works out perfectly to get the you know screen actor goes guys uh, but you just need to protect them very very carefully because if word gets out in the film community that they were even in a porn, even if they left it with the clothes on, their career, career is destroyed. 
That's what I've so, heard. So I wonder why. I mean. So we put them in costumes, put them in hats, have them wear sunglasses. And hide them. <laughs> put in a bear mask. No. <laughs> Change their name completely. So, so that's all worked out. Wow. So you have had quite the career, though. Uh, the other project I wanted to do, um, and that still might be possible, is I'm, I've been good friends with a sort of an iconic film director called John Stagliano. Uh, I've known John for well over 25 years. <laughs> and um, and he's, they call him Buttman. People might know him as Buttman. Um, but he's also does really high-end things like Fashionistas. That was his big huge feature, massive film, probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, John and I really want to do um, a stage porn adaptation of Stravinsky's Rite of Spring Ballet. Because he comes from a dance background. He was a ballet dancer before uh-huh. he was an adult. So I think that would be fantastic. I, I could I could be the orchestra manager, director, and he could actually be the, you know, hire the choreographers and do the thing. Um, oh wow! That's actually kind of possible because Stravinsky is modern dance and not ballet, uh-huh. so you're not looking for ballerinas to be on their toes. You know, basically, you need people that can move, you know, and do modern dance moves, um, like in the Rite of Spring, which actually does have an orgy scene already built into it. Oh wow! Which thing was banned in Paris for fifty years. Um, it was, I think it was first released around 1918, 1920. It was banned. I mean, it was banned all over Europe because, I mean, it's got, it's, a, it's about a pagan rite of spring orgy. Wow. So I don't know to do that. We'll see if that ever happens. It'd be, it'd be nice, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. It's going to happen. Hey, you never know, right? Because <laughs> I always say that the industry, like, Overall, it, the the possibilities are just endless in the directions you can go in. There's so much opportunity. There's so many. I mean, heck, me falling into radio, like I would have never guessed mm-hmm. in a million years that I would be doing this. So it's it's it, it's neat to. I always say I don't. I try not to make you know my long term goals because you're the direction it limits the direction you can go. Mm-hmm. If you're just focused on that one, you know, goal that you want to reach. But, um, and so what advice would you give for say someone who is wanting to do what you do? Like, what is the life lesson that you've learned? As far as to be a director and producer? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Well, the first thing you do is you need to, two things you need to do. You need to learn how to make films. You need to either go online um, and there's a place you can find all kinds of online courses uh, called stage32.com stage numeral 32.com and that's got all kinds of listings and that's a really, really good film community where, you know, newbies can ask questions they can go to online webinars um they can find local classes on how to do filmmaking how to run cameras how to do lighting that's that's really the necessary toolkit for anybody that wants to get involved in filmmaking of any sort you know including porn you know 
porn should not be treated any differently than independent film, in my opinion. Mine too. Yes. It doesn't doesn't need to be, they don't need, you don't need to have car races and, you know, space shuttles and God knows what. Um, But you do need to properly light things. You You need to have good sound and you need to have somebody who's filming it as far as the camera person that knows how to frame shots and someone who can edit it to make it a nice tight package that's going to be interesting to the viewer. So that's the first thing that people need to do. Okay. The second thing they need to do is really explore what they really, really like, what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and start it, start it from not from a, oh, I really like teen girls. Oh, oh I really like anal. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what your fucking kinks are. Yeah. What, what kind of film style do you like? Do you like action adventure? Do you like true crime? You know, what kind of TV shows do you stream? Are you hooked on Law and Order for the last 20 years? Or are you more of a Handmaid's Tale dystopian future weirdness kind mm-hmm. of? Figure out what you like. And if you're a if you're a Handmaid's Tale kind of person, um, look around and see what you can find as, as far as a scriptwriter. And there's there's a lot of them floating around. You can find them um, in the adult oh. industry. If people can get a hold of me, I can refer you to at least three off the top of my head. Um, they will actually be able to, for a fairly reasonable price, give you a very good script. Um, something, you know, the one person I'm thinking of has done it for for Penthouse, for Joanna Angel, for me, for my wife, who is also a film director. She um, touched briefly on that. My wife, Angie Roundtree, mm-hmm. is the founder of SSSH.com. Uh, we call it shush.com, but it's SSSH.com. I thought it was that triple was- S. <laughs> you know, SSSH.com. <laughs> um, started in 19, um, 1998 or 99-ish. Um she was the first porn for women site on the internet. There was a premium site. She's been a filmmaker ever since. And she uses, um, you know, a stable full of writers for her films. Megan her films, Hussey. Um, Megan is one of them. Yep. Um, Sarah Belmont is another one. Uh, Victoria Roosh, I think her name is. Um, but, you know, people can get a hold of me directly and I'll refer them off to some writers. Um, but you know, Angie stuff, I mean, she's, she's really the first film director producer to cross over from adult in the mainstream, you know, her yeah. stuff is on Netflix at this point. It's on Amazon prime. Incredible. Um, she's won dozens of international mainstream film festivals with her stuff, which also have won ABN and ice biz awards. Go figure yes. how do you, how do you walk that little tightrope? It is, yeah, it's really an accomplishment. Like, it's... People should, you know, if they're interested, um, you know, and I don't know if on your, whatever your interface is, Lily, for your website, but if you can drop a link to SSSH.com. Absolutely. Because uh, she's a really, really good example of really good independent filmmaking that's also adult in nature. So back to the original question, learn the tools of your trade as a filmmaker and figure out what you enjoy, what you can be passionate about. If you want to make the perfect adult adaptation 
of Handmaid's Tale, it's there. I mean, you might have a hard time with Visa and MasterCard because you're talking about forced breeding. <laughs> right. I don't think MasterCard is going to be too thrilled about. No, um, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, so those are my two pieces of advice. You know, learn the tools of the trade as a filmmaker and figure out something you really, really are interested in. You know, don't say, oh, I think I'm just going to do anal because I saw Pornhub year in review. Everybody yeah, it's anal. popular in the U.S. <laughs> don't do that. Don't you, go the way the wind blows. You're going to be bored out of your mind in six months, and it'll show. It'll be crappy films that nobody will buy, and you'll go broke. Well, that's some excellent advice right there. And I appreciate you coming to talk to me today. I know it was, I had to pull your hair just a little bit, right? Yeah, just, a just a little bit. And then you had to twist mine. Yeah, pretty much. But I really appreciate I think you had a lot of uh, good information here and, and yeah, useful first, information. And this is probably your first broadcast where you got to sting your, take your clothes off and stick your finger up your butt. It, it is. It is. I was like, oh, my, sir. <laughs> It, so, it is the first one where I stuck my fingers in my anus. <laughs> but that's what makes it good, right? That's what makes it good. That's what, yes. Well, okay, I really, so just, uh, oh, go so ahead. So just to recap, people can find me um, uh-huh. at wasteland.com. Um, and you can also search on Twitter for Wasteland Movies um, or at Wasteland Movies. If you want to keep in touch or follow what we're doing, um, my wife is sssh.com. Um, and, you know, she's an interesting one to follow on the whole topic of independent filmmaking, porn for women, ethical porn. Yes. Things along those lines. So follow us both. We're, we're always doing something a little different, um, you know, than what they're doing in what we call Silicon Valley out in LA, where all the all the porn is where most of the porn is made. We're, we're doing something really different. And I think people, people seem to really respond to it and enjoy it because it is different. And, it's, and, and I definitely, when I have Angie on for sure, um, she's just, I don't know. She's, she's very intriguing to me. I, I would love to have her on. So you'll have to help me yeah. convince her. Well, you, you will not get away with doing phone sex with her. She'll just oh, well, her. well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, uh, you know, you know her better than me, but I'm going to give it a try. She won't do it. She'll hang up on you. You need to quit telling people before. You were the one snooping around and found out that I did it. But usually I nobody knows. And then they're sort of stuck. You said one of my script writers on the damn show. She told me. Well, yes, that that's I figured that. That's why I emailed her and said it. Now you got to help me with this one now. So, yeah, Angie would love to be on your show, but just no phone sex. You can, you can do anything you want. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like ask, a, a challenge you know, is get, coming on. I think she might do it. You know what you can do with her? In the name of lady. have phone sex with her, ask her to describe, call it a pitch, a pitch for an independent erotic movie. Oh, yeah, and say, okay, pitch me. Let's say I'm a, let's say I'm a well money, well moneyed investor. I got money burning a hole through my pocket, and I want to invest in an adult independent film. Pitch me. You got two minutes. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm taking this advice. That that you'll get away with. But for Ooh. her, if you can't have phone sex with you, she'll just hit the delete key and you'll never hear from her again. Okay. Well, see, okay. That's how I'm going to word it. It's just a matter of how I word it. Yep. Okay. Ever, ever pitch you a movie? Now, Sarah was a trooper. Yeah, Sarah was a trooper. <laughs> She's a go-getter. So I was like, oh my, with her too. <laughs> you all make a great team over there. <laughs> and we, we give it a try. I'm like, I can only imagine what the content is like. <laughs> well, you have to come Hot and steamy. <laughs> Hot and steamy. All right, I'm going well, to skedaddle. Thank you so much again. And you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily. And this is Colin Roundtree. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You're very welcome. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time. <laughs>